Welcome, everybody, to Life in the World to Come. Remember last week when we were when it was late and that's why we were tired? Uh, now we're tired because we got what we want, and now that we have it, we're terrified because we don't have any money anymore. We're fucking broke. Welcome, every, welcome to Life in the World to Come. We signed a lease on a house. It's a beautiful house. It's a but, beautiful house. But we have no money. We suddenly have no money now that we've signed a lease on a house. Yep. We gotta figure out how we're gonna pay for this house. All of our dreams are dead. I used to sit around and occasionally like be like, you know, if I really wanted to, I could just go to Disney World. I can't go to Disney World anymore. You can't go to Disney World. If you're listening to this and you have access to the proper resources to get me to Disney World, please get me to Disney, Disney World. World. He right needs away. he needs you to help him with it. I now. I need you to help me recapture the magic of my childhood. Because it's over. It's so over. It's over. We're grown-ups now. We I finally did it. I don't have a shred of innocence or wonder left. We rented a house. We have to move into it in two weeks, and we we're, we don't have any money. I put <laughs> down. Gonna... We put down so much for the security deposit, and for the fucking uh, rent. And the, I I escrow. What Ultimate. is escrow? <laughs> I don't know what the escrow landlord is. kept saying the word escrow. <laughs> the fuck is an escrow? I mean, look. Ultimately, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna we we have we're gonna be okay. No, we're not gonna starve, we're but gonna... only because we both have enough reserves of fat on our body to survive <laughs> the winter. That's that's we're we're gonna struggle. Look, we're moving an hour away from civilization. Yes, because we were seduced by a river, and, <laughs> and we made a terrible mistake. We were seduced by a river. Now there was a lady to... in the water. <laughs> And she rose from the depths and she said, join us, join us. And I was like, who is us? Who are you representing right now? And then uh, a school of mermaids started singing a siren song and we were mesmerized by the shimmering beauty of the Delaware River and its population of mermaids. There are mermaids in there and eels. And the mermaids were like, give us $1,500. <laughs> and we did. We did. And we'll we did. We did do that. escrow account. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what escrow is, but you're beautiful. And then we wandered into the water. We both almost drowned, but we made it out uh, surviving. We, we survived. We made it out alive. And now we're here. And now we have a house that isn't ours. Yeah. We now have... <laughs> we now have a house that we don't have. We're allowed to keep it for a little while. We're, <laughs> and we signed a lease. And, you know, I only... Like, we only, like, learned what a lease was after we signed it. I, that's basically, yeah. We, like, we knew we had to pay money. Yeah. But, like, the principle of a lease is that you have to pay the money whether or not you keep the thing. And I didn't realize that that's really what a lease was. Yeah, no, that's fully what a lease is. Yeah, I, I mean, I knew that that, would, that was the agreement, but like... I, I mean, the I, thing is that like we, on on some level, we knew that we were going to have to spend all of this money. Yeah. It's just that now we know that we're going to have to. Right, and now and we're... And that's terrifying. And considering the consequences of that. It's a lot easier to be like, we can do this, and then not have to do it. And then, but now that we're like... We, we have, have to, do, to do, it. do it. We're like, well, we can do this. <laughs> we can. <laughs> we like, 
it's, it's within, not going it, to be easy. It's, it's within the realm of possibility. Join us on Patreon. Well, join us on Patreon so you don't have to listen to two grown adults talking about how difficult it is to do extremely basic grown adult shit. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's really like like that's the biggest perk offered on Patreon <laughs> is we is we stop complaining. Right. Um but we have we won't get there until we get enough members to make that happen. <laughs> so join and invite all your friends and get us to stop whining. We're going that's going to be this is the new segment on life in the world to come. The the whiny baby adult segment. The the whiny man child <laughs> segment. Hey, all right, here we go. Whiny man child time. We'll left, we'll left, we'll, we'll left, we'll took the keyboard into the recording studio, so now we have a, a toy that we're going to use for the same thing. It's a little caterpillar-shaped xylophone made by Little Tykes, and it's very difficult to play. <laughs> I don't know why they made a toy for very small children so difficult to play. I have a theory. Why? So what? they won't play it. Oh, no. Because here's the thing about little children is that they're not very good at music, and so it's kind of a blessing. <laughs> To, uh, <laughs> but the mallets are on little strings and they don't reach the high note. Yes, exactly. The most that's a strategic. One. That's a strategic move. <laughs> this one's for the parents. Actually, so they I don't have to. to they uh, don't so that they can encourage their kids to be creative, but they don't have to consume their shitty art. <laughs> Tara and I went to Walmart for you know the joy of it, and <laughs> we wandered around the toy section, and there was a toy instrument section. I was like, this is where I need to be. <laughs> And I tried playing the instruments. All the toy instruments they make for children nowadays, they're all digitized. They don't let you actually make your own music. You just press one of the keyboard keys and, and it just starts a playing song. a whole song. And that really made me so unhappy. God, kids these days with their participation trophies. And their... And their, and their, their toys that do the work for them. It's it's back in my day. Back in my day. We... We, if we wanted to play a, a, a little thing, we had to learn how to do it. Yeah, and if you weren't good, they, you got shot. <laughs> I'm alive today because I impressed my parents <laughs> playing on yeah. fake toys. You Gen Zers don't know, how, don't know how easy you got it. Your parents, they just hit you. But back in my <laughs> day, they would shoot us with BB guns and beat us with paddles and throw us off cliffs. <laughs> And if we misbehaved, they would call. Not uh, even misbehaved, just if they didn't like whatever art we created. Yeah, no, that was misbehaving. Yeah, back in in the days of our childhood, misbehaving wasn't like you know that was that was us not impressing them. We had to keep our parents impressed and amazed at all times. I had to learn how to juggle while on a on a unicycle. <laughs> I had to learn how to stick my head in a lion's mouth. I had to learn how to train a dragon. Yeah, and look, I, this I, was this was before they invented television. They had to they had to entertain themselves somehow. That's the thing. Is that's why you had kids as entertainment back in our day. Back in our day, we had to to get to the little red schoolhouse on the top of the hill. We had to walk in the snow because it's you had to all unicycle uphill in the snow both ways while, while juggling. juggling. Yeah, and 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 if we didn't succeed, our parents would throw us off cliffs. <laughs> And throw rocks at our heads. We had to. We had to. That was we had to unicycle uphill in the snow both ways, and our parents just following inches behind us with an axe raised over our heads <laughs> and a cat of nine tails. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to carry our parents on our backs axe. while we did it. Like my dad would be on my shoulders 
There I am, eight years old, unicycling, juggling up a hill in the snow both ways with my dad on, on my shoulders with a cat and nine tails. Going, <laughs> yeah! And that was, that was just childhood. That was just childhood. That and Disney World. You know, they're constantly, and your parents are just constantly fucking because they keep killing their kids. They gotta make new ones. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta. They just had to, like, pump out children like an assembly line. And I thought I was an only child. Turns out I'm the I'm the ninth of nine. Right, and the other children were just beaten to death because they couldn't unicycle. Exactly. It was a, it was survival. Back in our day. Back in our day, the days of yore. <laughs> when... <laughs> before the internet, before telephones and and the 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 Pony Express or whatever yeah. you kids call it. Back in the. Before, before the post office, and yeah. before they invented breathing. Yeah, this is what this is what we had to do back before uh, Longmire came out. What? This is a show parents watch. Yeah, <laughs> that, before that. <laughs> like, this is before your YouTube. It's like a show your, for moms and dads. Longmire. Netflix's and it's about a sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> you, you kids. You, you really, you, you take it all for granted. You think that, you know, just just because the economy's screwed and you have no future prospects because of the older generation's irresponsibility, irrespon- whatever the word is. Yeah, no, irresponsibility. You think that life is going to be hard in the adult world for you. It's going to, it's going to, it's, 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 it's harder for us because we're carrying with us the scars <laughs> of being thrown off cliffs every these time. These cat of nine tails scars. <laughs> And my, unicycle chafes. My back is in ribbons. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a weird energy this episode. It already is. Um, we were we were so psyched on Sunday. I mean, even on Sunday we were like psyched, but we were also like, oh man, this is going to be... And we're. St- I think I'm still psyched. I am still excited underneath all of the anxiety. Yeah. But there's a lot of anxiety. It's, it's going to be hard and uh, it's going to be bad. Yeah, it's going to be bad and we're not going to have fun and we've made a huge mistake. Yep, but, you know, what are you going to do? We, we signed the lease. We signed the lease. And the house is now, we have an obligation to that house. See, the thing, like, you don't, if they just called a, the lease a threat, I feel like, because that's what it is. It's we like signed a, the threat. We signed the threat. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's really all a financial agreement is. That's is a threat. Every contract is just a threat. It's like, <laughs> all right, now we're just going to do this, and if you don't do it, you're fucked. <laughs> so we signed the threat, and the ladies in the water it enticed us. These this this late these these ladies tricked a two adult boys into signing. A, oh yeah, a that's threat. that's the thing is we it 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 sounds like oh we made an agreement with a landlord no 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 we la- we made an agreement with a sea lord we made a lord we made a pact with Poseidon. <laughs> <laughs> we had to cut our hands we made into the blood, wound and shake. We're, now, we're blood brothers with the lord of the sea. <laughs> Uh, the, and there was a guy a with a anxiety. trident. <laughs> and basically, we had to sign this threat uh, with, a, with a trident at our back. <laughs> um, and the Lord Poseidon said, You will keep the terms of this lease or suffer the wrath of the sea. And... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, Felice, for renting us your, your, your mom's old house. This is really kind of you. We're really excited to live there. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful property. And you guys should come over. Just kidding. <laughs> no, don't. Don't come over. Unless you sign up for the Patreon, in which case, 
I don't care. Come on over. Be our friends. <laughs> Please sign. Look, we'll do, we'll do. Look, if you sign up for the Patreon, we can't say what we'll do on this podcast. No, we're going to say that we <laughs> well, we will unicycle and juggle because we both learned how. Yeah, we're both learned, we, look, we've been training for. <laughs> and we'll do it for you. Do it, in, please. I'll tame a lion. Let us let us do let us do weird circus stuff for you. It's amazing in exchange what we can for do. money. We built a, a trapeze into the house already, so probably could. You just like string it out like from the window to that like flagpole that's out there. Yeah, that's that's what I did. See, it's like that's the, that's the thing is that like it's so it's such a nice place, and perfect then, for trapeze. <laughs> and in the moments where we're not terrified. About financial destitution or getting evicted, <laughs> we're gonna be. It's gonna be nice. It's gonna be really nice. It's it is. Gonna, it's gonna be really it's nice. It's gonna and be good and to good. be able to wake up in the morning and step outside and take a deep breath and get real high and scream at the top of my lungs, "What's going on?" <laughs> what the... You know. Like... <laughs> 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 and you know, I say, "Hey, yeah, 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 yeah." Well, I guess we can do questions now. I guess we could. I guess we could do questions. We could do the podcast. We could eventually do the podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Life in the World to Come, where we answer your questions about how to best survive the event. How to best survive just basic adulthood. Yeah. Just that's, to, just well, like, that's what this is going to be. Come, come, come be, come watch two fucking 26-year-old grown adult men uh, just fail to, to as soon as they, as soon as they don't have mama and pop. To, That's interesting. That is what I call take, my parents. <laughs> Mama and Peepop. Mama and Peepop. <laughs> to take care of our... To pay things for us. It's in the language of the old country. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this is... This is not just an advice podcast on how to survive the end of the world. It's how to survive adulthood because the world will end and before, before most of you are adults. Yeah, and before we're adults too. Yeah, before... And when I say adults, I just mean like... Just like, just like a, just like a person, just like a yeah. person who's stable and comfortable. The responsibilities of adulthood are not going to just be about knowing what escrow is. Yeah, it's also going to be about, about knowing how to ed- run for proficiency in edged weapons. Yeah, and how, <laughs> like, and and how to uh, best uh, uh, strategize your mutations. For instance, the house that Chris and I are moving into are only it, it is mm-mm, the house is only. A few uh, hundred yards away from the cooling towers of a nuclear power plant. Yeah, <laughs> and sure, does that decrease the property value? Of course, but hey, good for us. If we're in the right meditative state when they inevitably explode, we'll be able to control how the isotopes affect our genetics and have forearms and be very strong. It's half of why we chose the place. That's I'd say three quarters of why I chose it. Yeah, the other quarter being, of course, because we were threatened by Poseidon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah poseidon think, thinks he tricked us but we have the upper hand the whole time you'd think that poseidon would be in the ocean but no he's in the delaware river see the nice thing about a lease agreement is that paper can't survive a nuclear blast exactly our first question is from erica fuck <laughs> What does Eric have to ask? Eric asks, in in previous uh, episodes of the podcast, you both discussed some different types of animals, beasts, and creatures that will exist in the world to come. So I would like to know which one would be the best companion to have with me. I'd prefer one that's strong and vicious towards threats, but loyal and sweet towards me and my allies. But I'm not too picky. Thanks, Erica. 
Hi, Eric. Well, thanks for writing in. Um, uh, my first instinct is to say birds. Mm. Birds of all shapes and sizes. Anything that you can keep on your shoulder and then go, uh, 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 Titus, attack! <laughs> and, um, and then it just scraws out there and yeah. claws out the eyes of your enemies. Yeah, you're going to want to get a bird and yeah. you're going to want to name it something like Titus. Ideally, a whole flock of birds. If, if you, you can, if you can tame, manage it. If you can tame yes. a whole flock of birds, here's here's your like bird do. versus lion. Lion wins. Lion versus one hundred birds. It's anyone's game. It, that's true. And um, so so what I I think you should do is get your hands on miles of thin chain mm. and then lasso that chain, turn it into a lasso, and spin it and aim for the birds. And what you're gonna want to do is chain as many birds as you can to your back. Put hooks in your back, like yeah. through the flesh of your back, because that's very strong flesh right there, and let the birds float above you. Because not only will you then... Create like a rigging apparatus where it's like gigantic wings that are made of birds. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Like, like, and that way, not only will these birds work as your defenders when you're, you know, on, on the ground, but they'll also be able to carry you into the skies. Yeah, exactly. And that'll, that'll be a form of transportation, a form of self-defense, a form of attack... And, and a form of like just a, super being it's, cool. It's going to be a status thing, if anything. Yeah, I think the most powerful people in the world to come are going to be those who manage to chain a, a lot of birds to their back. Like, status, clout, and power is mostly going to be tied to, like, your current level of, like, elevation. And <laughs> It's like, how how high up in the air are you? That's the one who's in charge. It's true. Um, and we, you're... So, what I plan on doing personally is... Which is, that's the thing, it's birds, so birds or giraffe, basically. Yes. No, giraffes will be the kings of the wasteland <laughs> because they're so tall. Because they're so tall. And the giraffes and who manage to get taller. The, gir- the giraffes who manage to chain birds to their back are going to be yeah. your overlords. Yeah. And because giraffes <laughs> will be uh, their intelligence will be increased manifold many many fold. You're not going to be able to compete with them. Yeah, they will be geniuses with big heads with their brains coming out the top, chained to a thousand birds. If you see a cloud of a thousand sparrows coming at you, you run because there's a giraffe in there. Hey, look, you might not like it, but that's what uh, idea. What that's what peak performance looks like, you know? Mm-hmm. It looks like a giraffe that has been has, uh, just just strapped itself to a flock of crows. Now, if you can train that giraffe, if you can tame a giraffe and put a saddle on its on its uh, neck because you have to cling to its neck because its back is full of birds. <laughs> um, you're, now, then you will you will ascend to the heights of power. But that's the tricky thing is that you have to make sure that you are above the giraffe's head, or else the giraffe's in charge of you. Yes, because it's all about height. It's all about height. And really, when you think about it, now this is going to sound like you're in charge of these birds, but because these birds are higher than you, the birds yeah. are really in charge here. <laughs> you're yeah. just borrowing power from these birds. <laughs> that's so. the thing. You have an agreement. That's the thing. It's not. This is not your animal slave. It's an animal companion. Right. You yeah. have a pact with the with with these fowl. You. you <laughs> These will be your foul familiars, <laughs> and um, you're you're going to uh, have to keep up your end of the bargain. Mm. And your end of the bargain, you know, you're going to have to figure out the terms of this agreement for yourself. But you're going to have to be blood brothers with these birds. So before you chain them to your back, first you you have to agree to both slice your hand and their wings, spit into it, and shake the wing of these mm. birds. You're going to have to do that with all the birds, every single bird. And see, I think honestly, what you want to do is you want to just strap as many animals to each other as you possibly can. <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to have like a katamari ball of animals. <laughs> exactly. If you can, <laughs> <laughs> the more animals you can fuse together. 
uh, <laughs> the more power you'll have and the more equipped you'll be. So what you're really going to want to do is if you've ever watched one of those like uh, those um, uh, those those like obstacle course shows where you see people running inside like a like a transparent rubber ball. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Those like hamster balls. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like not Ninja Warrior, but like MXC or whatever that. No, I know what called. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Just like that, but a menagerie. Right. <laughs> Tire. So here's what you're gonna want to do. So you're gonna want if if you contain <laughs> these genius giraffes, <laughs> yeah. you're going to want to weave their necks together into a sort of lattice so that you can climb inside yeah. a giraffe king, if you will. Ex- yes, a giraffe king. <laughs> like a rat king, but with giraffes. So you're going to get this giraffe king sphere. <laughs> this sphere of giraffe kings. And climb inside with birds strapped to your back. So you can be an orb of giraffes flying through the sky with these bloody birds chained to your back. Like, it looked like James and the Giant Peach from the outside. But with giraffes. Exactly. Giraffes <laughs> and mutant birds with wounded wings. <laughs> And it's going to look like Henry Selleck's James and the Giant Peach from a distance. And people are gonna, just going to, they're going to say, oh, it's just Henry Selleck's James, James and the, the Giant, Giant Peach. Peach. I'm not too worried. They're just going to go about their days. I could totally take on Mr. Centipede if I have to. Yep. But then it's going to start it gets coming closer, closer and closer. They're going to realize, oh no, it's a giraffe king. It'll be too late by the time they get there and then they'll be susumed into the Katamari giraffe ball. <laughs> And now they're your animal companion. <laughs> That's the thing about about the 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 weaving this of of this giraffe ball that you're gonna have to build. You're gonna have to design it so that you can trap other animals in the the lattice of giraffe necks, um, so that you can roll it and fly it and collect as many animals as you can. Now you're probably thinking, well, I live in the middle of North America. Where am I gonna get giraffes? Don't worry about it. They're going to be fucking everywhere. They're going to be everywhere. Giraffes are going to be like the squirrels of the future. And some, the, most of the squirrels of today will be giraffes. They're going to transform into giraffes. Yeah. Just because of the way the isotopes are going to affect their genetic makeup. You see a squirrel right now. Now imagine it's 17 feet tall, has very long legs and a long neck. Now, that just sounds like a fucked up squirrel. We're just going to call them all giraffes. We're just going to be anything with a long enough neck is a giraffe. You could be a giraffe. You might... You know, the, 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 um, the, the, that's good. It's just going to be how it is. Yeah. It's, it's going to be bad. <laughs> it's not going to be good. <laughs> um, so yeah, to answer your question, um, Katamari ball of genius giraffes weaved together with birds strapped to your back. Is that at all what you asked? Is that... Is, is that related to what they asked? They asked what the best animal companion is, and I think the answer to that question is just all of the animals. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Any any one weakness that any one given animal has will be compensated by a different animal. Exactly. That is just in this like weird fucking like Lovecraftian, Cronenbergian <laughs> mass of writhing flesh that's that the- you're rolling around inside of like a weird mecha. Just like... <laughs> that's yeah so you got to think laterally you gotta like (laughs) think outside the box here because you're asking which animal companion will be the best you're asking the wrong questions it's not it's not gonna be about which you select it's gonna be about how many you can acquire that's yeah it's the thing it's like look you don't want to look at it in like right now you're kind of looking at it in kind of an elitist way and you need to like think of think of that you need to you need to think like a collectivist you, you mm. know what i mean yeah it's you're always going to be you're always going to uh, be better when you're working in groups when you have a team and your team needs to be every animal see you you shouldn't have to pick quality over quantity you should no. you should try and get both exactly 
so, you know. But here's the thing. If you get enough quantity, eventually some of that quantity will be quality. Exactly. So you just want to cast a wide net. Ex that's that's exactly it. And if you can if you can make that net out of snakes, you're in good shape. Mm -hmm. If you can get a, if that's another thing you're gonna want to do. You're gonna want to make a net out of snakes. <laughs> so well, that you, you gotta, can capture you, the giraffe. You gotta start somewhere. That's step one. <laughs> make a snake net. Make so a you snake can net. Capture these giraffes uh, that are made good. out of squirrel. Because now it's because as soon as you capture the giraffe, now you have a giraffe with all of, all of the powers and advantages of a snake. Exactly, that's it. So that's that's yeah. And, and I I take back what I said about the chains on your back. They should be snakes. They should all be snakes. If you can, if you can, <laughs> you gotta lasso a a a, a flock of birds with a thousand yeah. snakes and then sew them into your skin. Exactly. Using very small, very thin snakes. <laughs> very, find the smallest snake. You're gonna get. <laughs> look, you're gonna have to get a bunch of different kinds of snakes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a deeply involved process. Or sharpened worms <laughs> that you can some... use like a needle and thread. <laughs> you're gonna have to sharpen the worms. Yeah. Using <laughs> stone. <laughs> Uh, we could move on to a new question, or we could just keep talking about this for I, another three hours. I want to get into this, because I really <laughs> like where this is going right, right now. Okay. I'd like to see how much further we can take this, because I think this is something that you and I have to be preparing for as well. Yeah. You know, um... And the thing, hey, you don't have... Look, you, you know what you don't... You don't have to pay rent on a house if your house is 10,000 animals uh, <laughs> crammed together into a single mass. You need to live inside this animal this stack this like jenga stack of beasts you're not gonna have any other choice exactly once you're in the center of the animal sphere you're not getting back out it's and a you're not gonna want to anyway no it's gonna be so warm and comfortable it, it's and full of companionship that's, that's the thing is is you're not gonna be able to build a shelter with uh, uh with insulation yeah. you need the body heat of a thousand animals exactly imagine having a house that loves you and fears you <laughs> A house that respects you. <laughs> a house that is uh, uh, made out of the beasts in which you have dominion over. Mm -hmm. Over which you have dominion. It's look any 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 situation where you can exert control, you know, over your environment. That's something you want. That's because you're not going to have a lot of that. That's the key to survival in the world to come. This is really it's the key to survival anywhere. Is just figure out how to how to how to get control. Of the things that you are capable of getting control over, and then you're good, right? And if you have uh, a thousand, a thousand beasts, <laughs> you're gonna. I mean, look. The last thing you want, the last thing you want, is to lose control of your of, of your beasts. If you, especially yeah. like, like, like this is all like this is all advice on what you want to accomplish. Which, yeah. But how to accomplish that? That's gonna be up to you. You do not want to lose control of your beast house. God, no. That's the last thing <laughs> you want. Because then all of the... They will band together and crush you. And eat you. Yeah. I'm just picturing, like... Just, like... like I'm picturing the house that you and I are moving into, but made out of horses. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it's just... <laughs> and it's just moving... Like, just... It's just moving enough to show that they're breathing. Just, like... <laughs> just kind of undulating and... Just the occasional whinny. Coming out of the walls. And you forget after a while that your house is made out of horses until you're trying to sleep and you just hear, <laughs> just like, you gotta shush your house sometimes. <laughs> what was that sound? Oh, it's just, it's, 
It's a horse house. It makes noises. noises sometimes. It it just it it don't worry about it. It's just the house settling. Look, you know the. You know, there's, there's, there's old pipes, you know, the radiator creaks, it's alive. There's a lot of... <laughs> it's a living, breathing thing that I have to feed. You go downstairs in the middle of the night to get, like, a midnight snack, and on your way up, you have to skip that one step, because it's made out of a particularly noisy horse. <laughs> Otherwise, you're yeah. going to wake up your roommate. And you have to skip that other step, because it's always hungry. And then that other step, because it's made out of a tiger. <laughs> And you don't want to step on a tiger. (laughs) (laughs) A staircase made of tigers. That's a great... This is great. I want that for our house. Just, just, yeah, just 12 tamed tigers. Basically, all a staircase made of tigers really is, is just a staircase with tigers on every step. (laughs) If you think about how it's constructed. Right, because you can't just build a staircase out out of tigers. (laughs) You You just have the infrastructure of a staircase and then you put tigers on all the stairs. That's the thing, is like it would probably be a better idea to build the framework of a house and then mash animals onto it. Yeah. Or just like staple animals to the outside of your house. If you can't build a house out of like katamarid animals, just just, just, just nail just animals to the outside house. of your house. People are gonna just imagine walking into a house where the stairs are made of tigers. It's like <laughs> that. That's a that that this 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 guy demands respect. This is that's a that's a status symbol. Here, here's the thing, Some Kanye West shit. <laughs> here's, here's well, yeah, Kanye West. He does have, already, <laughs> he already have, have a staircase, a staircase made, made, made of tigers. tigers. Kanye West is ahead of the game. He's. It's the older generations who are ahead of the game. You know how Chris and I were talking about, like, back in the day where we had to, like, learn how to unicycle and juggle and, you know, carry our parents on our backs with cats and nine tails. Uh, we also had to learn how to tame beasts. Um, so we, to, to you younger listeners out there, you're, Google it. Learn how to tame a tiger. Yeah. Get your hands on a tiger. Watch a couple right of away. YouTube tutorials. That's all you need. It's a couple of YouTube tutorials. There are so many out there. Teaching you how to make a tiger staircase. Drop out of college. Oh yeah, don't get, get on you. Get on YouTube. Find out how to tame a tiger, and that's that's gonna get you're gonna get more out of that than your engineering degree. That's true. An engineering degree is an investment in the future. Don't invest in, in the, the future. In, no, don't no. do that because the future is not good. Science isn't gonna be the same after the event. No, the the laws of physics are gonna shift like crazy. It's gonna be all weird and different. Of course, <laughs> of course, the laws of physics are gonna change. They're going to need to change to make it possible to make a house out of animals. animals. You can't do that. You can't. That's not possible. That would be silly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, yeah, to answer your question, Erica, go on YouTube. Buy a stapler. Staple tigers together. (laughs) I know we said giraffes originally, but tigers are going to be good too. It's just as less a thing. Again, cast a wide net made of snakes, <laughs> and, and get as many things in your snake net as you can, so that you can build your James and the Giant Peach giraffe tiger stair house, and then fly away, and then fly away. Because I don't know if you forgot, but you've got birds stapled to your. There's back. also birds stapled to your back. I know we seem to have, like you know gotten past that to make the animal house. Nocturnal day asks. Uh, all of my questions seem to result in body horror answers. 
so I guess what are going to be uh, the grotesque parasites and diseases that we're going to get after the world to come? We basically talked about this, too. Parasites? Parasites and diseases. What kind of parasites? You're going to be a parasite. You're... Because here's the thing. Most parasites size of cars. But, the, <laughs> but their blood is a great source of protein. <laughs> so what you're going to want to do is just latch on to the back of a huge parasite and just suck it dry. Sink your teeth into the flesh of a giant tapeworm and just start sucking. Yeah. See how see how he feels about it. Huh? You're going to be like a lamprey. It's going to swim up somebody's <laughs> urethra and live in there. <laughs> give, it, give them a taste of their own medicine. Lampreys are going to are going to go for a swim in your backyard because you have a lake in your backyard because you're us. Lampreys <laughs> are going to go for a swim in our lake and we're going to swim up their penises and live in there. That's what lampreys do. They're going to get real cocky and confident because they're so big. They think that they're going to be safe. But it turns out the tables have turned. Now you're the parasite. Their advantage is our advantage. You can live inside of tapeworm's intestines now. Hey, Will and Chris, I'm going to ask two questions because one of them is actually decent. The other is really bad. Hey, maybe just don't ask the really bad one. Yeah, yeah. No maybe if you feel like the other one is really bad, you could just not do it. Also, that disclaimer, you're just like, you're you're... You're really devaluing yourself right off the bat. Yeah, have confidence in your questions. Yeah, assert your value first, and let us tell you that you're wrong. Exactly. After. If we, if look, if if you if if you kick yourself first, and then we kick you while you're down, you've just been kicked twice. It makes and it makes us look bad. Yeah. So be confident, and then we'll bring you down, and then we're heroes for it. Yeah, we can knock you down a peg, but if you're starting off, we're just punching down. And no, and that's not like fun, that. and we don't look good when we're doing that. No, we want to punch up. We want to punch up. Wait, so no, though. You need to well, be... I don't want to punch up. Because, <laughs> you want to be... Because I don't want people to have power over me first. Have, punching up, uh, you know, that, that means somebody's above me, and I don't want that. Elijah asks... In what ways will combat change in the world to come? Will there be new war tactics? This comes with the assumption that there will uh, be small war-slash-battles between rival clans or something similar to the post-apocalypse, but correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, too much too much detail, Elijah. You gotta, you gotta cut that. down your questions. Wait, combat? Uh, may, combat maybe change? new weapons invented using things like radiation? Babe, how's combat gonna change? It's, it's a lot of ways. A lot of ways. Combat's going to be most of your life. It's going to be different. Change. It's going <laughs> to be bad. Um, I mean, like, in some ways it's going to change. In some ways it's going to be the same as it ever was. Okay? I mean, yeah, fighting is fighting. Fighting is fighting. It's always, look, hey, the weak spots are all in the same places. You still got to cover your giblets. You still got to cover your giblets. Now, your giblets might be somewhere else. <laughs> but you got to either you're... It's still going to be the weak spot, and that's going to be that's going to be uh, that a lot of a lot of combat is gonna is gonna shift from like it's it's all about trying to size up where your enemy's giblets are. Right. So, like for instance, if you've got penis foot, yeah, you're you've got a serious disadvantage. See, but that's the thing is that if you is that if you if you if you encounter a foe uh, with just like ten layers of plate armor on their feet, you're going to be like, that's where the, that's where the dingus is. Right. You know, you know exactly where to go. That's so you a need dead to giveaway. go for the feet. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because you'd think that you'd want to attack where the armor is thinnest because no. you feel like that's, that's where I can get my sword in. No. But no, you want to attack where the, ar where the armor is thickest because you the, know that's where the, the true weak spot is. Yeah. Yes. And, and look, your giblets are going to be weaker than they ever were. Oh yeah. Just one flick to the penis and your whole body explodes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Is that uh, the male genital will become more a like bomb. a? a yeah. 
<laughs> more like a fuse than uh, a reproductive organ. Um, if this is going to be a potential uh, attack, um, if you ever need to make one final attack, a potential self-destruct tactic, light the end of your penis. It'll go, it'll 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 burn down to the wick and then explode. And then explode. You can use your testicles as bombs. This is disgusting. I hate this. <laughs> it's so good. Rip your nuts <laughs> off and throw, throw them like a grenade. And How hey, about that? That's... And after and, and and you know what? Look, you're gonna you're gonna be giving up a lot in order to do that. But hey, no more weak points after that. That's true. All Honestly, you have to do is castrate yourself, and then you're invincible. You should probably just do that already. Yeah. What are you gonna have kids? No. You can't. Your no. dick will explode. Right. Also, in in the world to come, you're not gonna want to pass on your genes. Your genes are gonna be all fucked. Are corrupted. Up. Yeah. And and no matter what child, like like you bring a child into the world in the in, in the into the world to come. You're you're gonna you're gonna have bring give it a bad life. Yeah, and like look, regardless of whether or not you rip your own dick off, you're still gonna like <laughs> like the chances of you just spontaneously reproducing, just like duplicating yourself out of nowhere in your sleep, pretty high. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're you're not gonna need to go out of your way to bear children. Yeah, like most like ba- at least three times and times a week, you're gonna wake up with uh, a clone of yourself. Uh, on top of you, its hands around your neck, trying, trying to, to murder trying you. to murder you so it can take your place. Yeah, and you're not even gonna remember if you know if you're the original or if or if it's the original. Oh no, because it's gonna have your memories. It's gonna have your memories. So, so for all you know, you know you're not gonna you're not gonna know how old you are. It's gonna be hell. It's gonna it's not gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so. Um, <laughs> If, if, and if you're not getting strangled by a clone with your memories, you're going to have, like, a little buddy popping out of your shoulder and talking to you all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, reproducing by budding is going to be a common problem. Just like reproduction is going to happen all the time, whether you like it or not. Let's answer um, a different question. I don't like this question. I don't well, find it very uh, inspiring. Well, good. Elijah asked two questions. Oh, this is the worst one, though, isn't I, it? It could be. Um, I am a type one diabetic, and what will the uh, and with the mutations that would come with the radiation and such, uh, do you think that if I took the pancreas of a lesser man and tried to transfer it to myself, it would work? Okay, so this I I do have some thoughts on. Okay, first of all, you want as many pancreas as you can get. Just just cram them in there. If you can just like collect as many pancreases. Cut yourself open and just start stuffing pancreas in there. You're gonna have to remove your lungs to make room for more pancreases. <laughs> If you can become a being of pure pancreas, <laughs> I strongly recommend it. If you like, look, hollow yeah. yourself out and just become a container for <laughs> pancreases. Pe- peak physical perfection is just going to be a katamari ball of pancreases. <laughs> <laughs> just if, as a matter of fact, if you can just be a pancreas, <laughs> you just be a big old pancreas, and that's going to be a thing that happens. Is some people are going to turn into pure pancreas uh, fiber. So if you can, you know, uh, if, if you can defeat an enemy made out of pa- pure pancreas and just staple it to your back, <laughs> you know, like a flock of birds, that's, that's going to be something you're going to want to try and do. Also, diabetes is going to become contagious. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be able to like spit at somebody and give them diabetes. Yeah. You could be like, stand back, I have diabetes. And people will be like, whoa, because there's not, not going to be any insulin in the world to come. The only treatment for diabetes is going to be acquire more pancreases. So you can, so actually having diabetes is going to be almost an, uh, like almost a benefit because 
you can get pancreases left and right. You can raid the remainders of the organ uh, uh, facilities. Oh, yeah. No, I like that. <laughs> okay, see, I was thinking, like, you go to a place where they house uh, uh, transplant organs, mm. you know, whatever they call those areas of hospitals, parts department. <laughs> yeah, um, And, um... Utilities. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, f- fucking... I was thinking you could, you could raid one of those. Or, yes. Yeah. The Organ Boys. That's going to be a, a, a faction of warriors, of boys made out of organs. There's going to be a lung, lung man, yeah. <laughs> there's going to be a heart lady, and there's, 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 there's going to be, be a tribe. And there's going to be pancre- pan- pancreas man, and you're going to want to get him, and you're going to... <laughs> And you're gonna want to keep him in like a in, in a in a box because late every now and then he's gonna spontaneously reproduce and then you got more pancreases. If you can capture pancreas, man, there's only one. There's I only take one? back what I said earlier about beings of pure pancreas. There's only gonna be one <laughs> pancreas, man. Look, the, the 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 sands of time are constantly shifting in front of us. It's, it's that true. there's there are a thousand different parallel worlds that we see concurrently. We need to. We need to. Any, go on. We follow a a. Um, uh, we follow the vision of a floating orb that uh, is suspended in the air uh, uh, in front of us mm. uh, that we can see with our third eyes. And we look into this orb um, and we see it traveling through a thousand parallel universes. And we just follow it uh, uh, linearly through these intersecting dimensions. Um, and where in that... Um, uh, in, in, in that... Uh, uh, tesseract yes. of intersecting dimensions the orb is is where we are uh, currently predicting the future will be mm. um, and sometimes the orb is in a place where there are many many pancreas men and sometimes the orb is in a place where uh, where there's only one pancreas man um, and really we're just our job is to not just predict where the orb is going to be but it's also going to be following the orb in our mind's eye. Yes, but um, pancreas man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I just started. No, look, they got it. They got it now. Yeah, this is all. This just, is all relevant. This information. is just the mechanics of seeing the future. Yeah, it's all about following the orb. The orb's name is Greg. That was unnecessary. <laughs> I'm sorry for adding that. I just wanted to add more information. Yes, and the orb's last name. <laughs> Is also Greg. <laughs> do we want to? Do we want to just add more details about the orb, or should yes. we talk about the pancreas yes. man? No, I, I like want to talk about the orb. <laughs> Greg, Greg, the, the interdimensional <laughs> orb of time travel. Um, <laughs> he's purple. Please donate to our Patreon. <laughs> he wears a please turban donate with to our a little Patreon. feather in it uh, and some sandals. Um, he's got arms and legs. Donate to our Patreon so we don't have anxiety anymore and we can do good podcasts and, again. And, and, uh, and, and, and he, he, uh, he, are you, are you, are you following Greg Greg, the orb of spit of time? <laughs> are you, do you see Greg Greg do traveling? Do you see Greg Greg? <laughs> do you see Greg Greg? <laughs> if you see Greg Greg, tell him I say hi. There was a person who asked if they should, uh, um, if they should compile a list of all of the canon things that are going to happen after the event, the answer is no. You shouldn't do that. No, <laughs> definitely don't do that. Yeah. That would require us to remember them. That would require us to remember them, and for you to like listen to at this point, just more than twenty four hours worth Whoa. of just yeah. And 
And Ray also be able like to like seven, I think. I feel like we also contradict ourselves a lot. It's because the orb moves. Yeah. The reason that there's no consistent canon isn't because Chris and I are bad at that. <laughs> it's because time's inevitabilities they change. I know that doesn't make any sense because I use the word inevitability. It won't make sense to a to a, a mere mortal human mind. But Chris and I, we have a better understanding of uh, the laws of quantum physics, especially since they're going to change a lot. So, that's that. Mask asks, What will makeup be like after the event? Will we even want makeup? What will it be made out of? Blood. Our next question. <laughs> uh, war paint is... Of course, a thing. It's gonna be. Uh, it's, it's gonna be necessary. It's. It's the thing is that like it's gonna be less about trying to impress the people around you, and more about trying to impress fear in the people around you. You know, like the drag queens who do the really over the top makeup. That's gonna be basic war paint. Yeah. Most people will look like drag queens. Yeah, and and the intention behind it is all different, you know. You're not going to want to accentuate accentuate your cheekbones so that it looks like you have high cheekbones. You're going to want to accentuate your cheekbones to a degree that people look at you and are convinced that you could cut them with your cheekbones. Right. You want to make your cheekbones look dangerous. You want to look as dangerous as possible. And nothing is more dangerous than an angry queen. <laughs> and so you <laughs> if you <laughs> honey you do not you do not you do not want to cross a queen and <laughs> in the world to come being a drag queen is going to be don't be a drag just be a queen, queen. and if you become a drag queen in the world to come listen start doing drag now start yeah. practicing immediately because the, what we now consider a drag performance is going to be a rain dance. It's going to be, yeah, come. it's, it's going to be like a, it's going to be like a pre-battle ritual. Yeah. So, it, like, imagine, you, imagine just any kind of, like, drag queen performance, but with swords. Yes. You, if you can juggle swords to the tune of Donna Summer's I Will Survive, <laughs> you, you will become the most powerful being in the wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Chris and I, we already know how to juggle because of the way we were raised. <laughs> because of how we were raised. And um, and I already know how to do drag because of the way that I was... The way that you chose to live. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and I mastered the sword a long time, time. ago. So, um, and I, I know all the lyrics to I Will Survive. Yeah. I hope that's indeed a Donna Summers song. Greg Greg doesn't even appear to you unless you've already mastered edged weapons. And the lyrics to I Will Survive. It sounds like a non sequitur, but it'll make sense once you've seen Greg Greg. Welcome back to Life in the World to Come. Will got a weird DM and now the energy's bad. It made me so fucking angry. <laughs> Honestly, angry at this point. Just angry and anxious. Don't make me anxious. That makes me angry. <laughs> fucking... God damn. We were going to do like 10 more minutes of podcasts, and now we don't even know. Some fucking just like random dude <laughs> hit me up on Instagram calling me a fucking monster. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't do anything. I don't even know who you are. And I'm like fucking, I'm upset about it. I fucking, don't, don't follow me if you're going to then call me a monster. 
I, I I don't even know what to fucking say to that. But the question is, Will, how can we turn this your 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 misery into content for these children? Um. In in the world to come, you're gonna turn into a monster. Like that, a, he knew, like a Frankenstein's monster. That guy was calling a shot. Yeah, he was gazing into the orb of Greg Greg. <laughs> he was, and that he, was Greg Greg. That, that was <laughs> that was Greg Greg's Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> goddamn, dude! I'm fucking upset. Yeah, fucking. I can tell. I'm. I really am. I'm really upset. Cause fucking. At least if I was a monster, I could just be like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> but, like, you're just I didn't sad. do anything. That's what I'm saying. You just got to ask people what you did. Like, you just but gotta... I don't fucking want to because I don't want to hear some dumb fucking scene politics bullshit. Because, like, I know that that's all that one kid fucking had on me. And they were fucking... Even that I don't think they fucking had on me. There was this fucking... I'll, I'll tell this story on fucking... Uh, on Life in the World to Come. Fucking... I was on tour, and some promoter was like, hey, one of the bands dropped from the show because they said that they heard somebody say that you were a sketchy person. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck I did. and But okay, I'm just gonna cancel. And then I scheduled a show in a different town That's for that same night. And I was talking to the promoter of the of the new venue that I was playing at. And he was like, uh, so where are you going to play originally? And I was like, oh, this town. And he was like, oh, I know a band that's playing in that town right now. And the band in question was this New Jersey band that I guess had like, not a following, but like a large uh, collection of people who fear their lead singer. <laughs> um and um and it was it was this band whose lead singer has a personal vendetta against me for just some dumb reason um who uh is like infamous among the scene for like like um like reappropriating social justice language to like you know uh take down people they perceive as competition and it's just like, oh, so this kid who I know fucking does this and I know fucking hates my guts found out I was playing in the same town as them and went, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to sabotage this motherfucker's show. But for a little while before I learned that, I was like, okay, I guess somebody is trying to fucking, I don't know, but I guess now my fucking career is over. And like, I was just like, like I was fucking miserable for like six months and it it, it really, it was, it was a fucking nightmare. And like, I want to like, just drop this kid's name and just, <laughs> just like say like, Hey, everybody look out for this band. Their lead singer hurts people. I mean, on, but, one, like, on one hand, I don't know if I want to bring that kind of heat to the podcast. No, I don't want to do on that. On the other hand, maybe that would be good for the podcast. Nah, they've got like 400 monthly listeners on Spotify. It's not like they're like influential or something. They're just like well known among yeah. the scene for like... But then like on the other hand, if they're like kind of give them a taste of their own medicine a little bit. Like they're going around talking shit about other people for no reason. Like, I don't, don't do, I don't want yeah, that. Yeah, no, I don't, <laughs> like, don't want to do that. But I, like, if you did, it would be, I feel like it would be karmically justified. No, I've, 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 before, I've considered calling this person out before. Um, but like, I don't want to fucking invite that kind of fucking heat or controversy onto me either. You know, like, cause I don't fucking know. Like, 
people are fucking wild in the independent music scene. Like, yeah. that's, the, that's the thing, is, like, they... Like, even in the DIY scene, where, like, the supposed idea is that none of them are really after conventional forms of success... It's bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> that is such bullshit. And they oh will my God. do fucking... Like, so many of these acts will do anything to get a leg up on other bands. And they'll act like, you know, oh, the DIY scene is, 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 it's a family, man. And this is about the principles and the DIY ethos. And it's completely performative. And they just know they have to do that to play the game and to honestly fucking cut other people down. And like, I see it all the time and they like will use scene politics to try and hurt other acts. And so this one kid did that to me. And so like, like once every like year or so, somebody will say like Will Wood is a bad person and not say anything else, like anything like actually that I did because I didn't do anything um, except maybe too aggressively try to sell t-shirts at their show. <laughs> um, but like that's all you need to do in the DIY scene to have people like start like fucking actively trying to hurt you is pull attention away from their fucking band. Because the thing that's, like, the thing that's that people, like, in the DIY scene don't recognize or ignore or pathologically cannot see is that the DIY scene is not different from the, from the real music industry in the sense that it's populated primarily by pathologically yeah. ambitious and narcissistic people. Yeah. Because that's what the arts is full of. And so people will tell themselves that there's this altruism and this... Um, you know, this, like, uh, this, like, beautiful thing happening in the DIY scene. And it's not like I don't think any of them are, like, good-hearted and, in you know, well-intended yeah. people. I think that probably for the most part they all are. But the people who have the, the power and the influence in the DIY scene are exactly the same type of people who have the power and the influence in the actual music industry only without real power or influence. So then compounded with their fucking narcissism, grandiosity, and ambition... They're also on top of it, frustrated, angry, and hurt that they themselves couldn't make it. And so there's this really sick culture where the people who have like the, uh, the ability to um, basically say which band stays or goes, go out of their way to fucking cut down anyone that makes them feel personally threatened. And so that's why I fucking really have just like tried everything I can to just separate myself from the entire independent music scene in terms of all that shit because like it's it's so fucking toxic yeah and it's so fucking bad for my mental health and like bad for anyone else's mental health and fucking nobody has ever succeeded in the DIY scene no because if they did then it wouldn't be what it is right the it's, second that you succeed in the diy scene you're, you're no not longer a part of the diy scene. right and the diy scene success is not that. doing it yourself it's well like, it, actually i do fucking a ton myself. that is true you do it all yourself i <laughs> do like, i think i do more myself than most diy <laughs> bands most self-proclaiming diy or die bands they get somebody else to do their t-shirts they get somebody else to run their merch they get somebody else yeah, to fucking do everything which is why you will sometimes come off looking like like kind of like a capitalist chill because you're doing all of that stuff. Right. They have someone else whose job it is to be a capitalist chill, you know. So that they get to keep <laughs> like, up the fucking political yeah. show. Meanwhile, you're going to these concerts and you're selling your own t-shirts. And it's like, oh man, can you believe that this guy wants to 
make money off of his art. And because these and fucking like, kids are, are so fucking extreme about all of it, they'll turn something as simple as like, like one, uh, like when I first started up my Patreon, um, I was, I was doing some fucking Q and a type thing. And somebody sent me an anonymous message saying your Patreon is, is just taking advantage of people. And I was like, wow, that is some extreme fucking language. Yeah, and also, like, your Patreon, I think, takes a lot less advantage of people than, like, the vast majority of Patreons. I work really hard to actually give people stuff they pay for. That's the thing, is, like, I, I, for the longest time, like, a big part of why I was hesitant to make a Patreon for this podcast is because, like, there, it's hard to make a Patreon that I think is actually worth it for the people, um, who sign up for it, which is why I'm kind of not that bothered that, that we don't really have anyone signed up on patreon is because like yeah the patreon is not that good i'm glad that you were i'm glad that you were all smart enough to not sign up for it but like i look at your patreon and it's like i'm it's actually like really impressive the the degree to which like the more people pay like yeah the more people are actually like it's you know there are only going to be a handful of people who are going to be able to afford your hundred dollar tier but like i look at your hundred dollar tier and it's like that's I feel like for what you're getting out of it, it's kind of worth a hundred dollars. Like you get a lot. Like I, if you're I, like, if you're like willing to spend a hundred dollars on just Will Wood shit, you're getting about a hundred dollars worth of Will Wood shit every sure. month for if you sign sure. Patreon. So really, uh, you should go to Patreon.com/slash Will Wood Music Official uh, and nice. the Tapeworms. <laughs> uh, you're gonna this this whole, ah we tricked you. It's been a commercial for his Patreon <laughs> the whole time. It's but fucking like I was um. You know, and a lot of my fans are younger, so this kid sent me this fucking anonymous DM saying, your Patreon is you're just taking advantage of these young, impressionable kids. And I was like, whoa, dude, that's some extreme fucking language. Don't fucking go around saying shit like that. That's not what I'm doing. I'm selling products, you fucking, like, and that's the thing about this fucking culture is that these people know, they know that if you take the right kind of advantage of social justice rhetoric, you can make somebody who's doing nothing wrong sound like a fucking animal. And it's also frustrating because, like, I feel like there's this assumption in that scene, I assume. I've, I've, I've had much less ex- exposure to it than you have. But mm. there's an assumption in that scene that if you're making any money, that you're, like, taking it home to your yacht... Where you're, like, <laughs> where you're getting mas- massages by the help and just like you're, yeah. you're people are cleaning your like you you're currently living in your parents basement and are moving into a $1,500 a month house that you're sharing that and I that, don't and that you're terrified that, terrified that you can't afford yeah like you are not a wealthy man no I am like it just it takes a lot of fucking uh self-promotion and work yeah in order to, to, to just nothing to barely be able to live yeah. off what you're doing and like and and these fucking kids, you know, like, I, I don't you're, know. Your like, your level of self promotion is not about like ah, I'm gonna make all this money. It's just like no, it's about just, can I please make rent? Yeah, you are the mo- like I have never met anyone in the whole world who is more desperate to not have a real job. <laughs> it is it is a matter of life and death to you. It is. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's something that like I mean, I hey man, I get it. Like, dude, I Uber fucking... doesn't count. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, but like, because I'm, I, I do it my own way, I make a lot of enemies over oftentimes fucking nothing. And like, um, and people like are pretty active about it. You can like perfect example, uh, um, Laura Jane Grace from against me, uh, she wrote a book, uh, called tranny where she, 
um, she spent a lot of time talking about her personal journey uh, emotionally through life, through, you know, the beginning of her career through to the point where she realized who she was. And, um, and there's, um, uh, there's a, a, a lot of the book is dedicated to how the scene turned on her when she started pursuing a serious career when the like the punk scene got violent towards her Oof. like like throwing rocks and shit at her Jesus. car at shows yeah so like these fucking people are not good <laughs> like it, i like i don't want to like come out on record and say that i hate the punk rock scene but actually no i'm ready to come out on record and say <laughs> i fucking hate the punk rock scene it's chock full of awful people who then use fucking this social justice posturing to, to validate and justify literally anything because with the right kind of semantic distortion of the truth, you can make anything seem like a fucking noble cause. And so, you know, I don't know what the fuck I did to this random person on Instagram. I don't know if I did anything. Yeah, it might think be nothing. I, they, I mean, they followed you too, so it might just it be It might like... be one of those weird, just random shit people send me. Like, people send me the weirdest shit <laughs> all imagine. the time. Um... And even before I had a music career, I still just attracted weirdos. I remember one one time this kid I was friends with at Binghamton, uh, uh, like a year after I left Binghamton, started fucking messaging me on Facebook, just telling me how evil I am out of fucking nowhere. Now, and I obviously I'm, I mean I don't know if this is obvious, but I'm not evil. Um, and despite no. my, uh, traditionally villainous face. I was about to say, you have kind of an evil aesthetic, sure, but like... <laughs> yeah, um, uh, and, and, but I would, like, suggest what you suggested earlier off <laughs> which is that I think a lot of the evil aesthetic to my face comes to decades of internalized anti-Semitism yeah. that comes in our culture. Like, I was going through a list in my head of all of your physical features that make you look evil, and, and it was immediately very uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, like, well, that's a real fucking thing. You look at fucking villains of, like, like any cartoon of any kind over the past hundred years. Like long and nose, dark features. Yeah, just... they're all kind of subtly coded as <laughs> Jewish stereotypes and or queer stereotypes. Yeah. Look at fucking Jafar. That dude wears <laughs> eyeliner. And he's kind of flamboyant. Look at Scar from The Lion King. That dude is gay that as shit. so gay. Scar is gay. 100%. <laughs> and fucking, sure, Jafar isn't Jewish. He's clearly not because... He's Jafar, but... But... Fucking... Look at him. I mean, just look at any of these fucking villains. I mean, alright, so Frollo from The Hunchback of Notre Dame, also not Jewish, clearly, because his Christianity is like a whole thing. But, like, point is that, like, you know, hook nose, dark features, <laughs> totally, like, just how you draw an evil guy. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> That is, like, not because people with hook nose and dark, nose and dark <laughs> features are evil or because that's what evil looks like, but because that's how people... It's because it's Judaism. <laughs> it's because of Jewish heritage is the reason why. And uh, that's fucking just left over from World War II. I totally 100% believe that. Um, and just, like, general xenophobia that has, like, existed for even before then, you know? Um... Because it's just always been, been about a foreigner, making them look like yeah. a fucking foreigner. So I think if we were to sum up this episode of Life in the World to Come, um, it's uh, fuck the DIY scene, and if you don't like Will, you're a racist. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, fuck, get, um, donate to us on Patreon. That's it. That's <laughs> Patreon.com slash Life in the World to Come.
Um, <laughs> I'm ending as a bit, but we could also end at this point. We have... I think we've got, I mean, we've got a lot of material, and I don't know how easily I'm going to be able to uh, switch back into improv mode. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, I'm this was like a, fucking this was heated a, over this bullshit. It's a weird energy to end the podcast on, but I also kind of like it. That I it went can, from just, like, fun and playing and having a good time to just... I'm just... I'm sad, fuck music, fuck everything. Dude, I'm so ready to just fucking keep going off on the fucking DIY culture. <laughs> the that. fucking fact that the whole anti-success uh, fucking value is just too convenient for people <laughs> who are unsuccessful to have. Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck you. All right, your fucking your entire fucking ethos is based on making yourself feel better about the fact that you have no talent. Okay. <laughs> um, Woo! That feels good. Uh, speaking of punk music, our intro and outro music is We Are the Hellhounds <laughs> by the Taxpayers. A fucking awesome DIY band. A really great DIY. I don't even know if they're DIY or not. I know very little about the They've got a, the they've got a DIY sound. Yeah, um, I know, I'm, it occurs to me I know very little about them as people other than that I like their music. The fact that they offer their music royalty-free is a pretty DIY thing. Yeah, they got Let like me just highlight more. really quick that I did say that I don't think this is a problem with every DIY no, artist, <laughs> but rather the people who have the power on the scene. Just gotta make that clear. Yeah, it's the... Look, the taxpayers are fine. The rest of you, you'll be the first to go. No, there are other the DIY people who I think are really cool. Friends yeah. I've made on the scene who I'm just like, yeah, that person is clearly very cool and really means genuinely the whole DIY thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I definitely, like, believe in it as an ethos. I love the idea of, of creating art for art's sake and for nothing else. I also... But I also, like, it, it kind of annoys me, especially, like, given the state of how, of how music works now, where it's like, it is fucking difficult to sell out like it's like unless you yeah. are within like the three like the, the the three genres of music that are popular right now it's like you're not gonna make money as a musician unless you are just like shamelessly self-promoting all the time like you have to do that yeah or and you get a real job and you can't make music anymore it's like, also just the fact that like first of all i don't know if i even believe in the idea of selling out because selling out suggests that an artist has compromised their desires and if an artist chooses to quote unquote sell out then that is their desire and yeah. therefore they are not compromising it exactly um, oh no they're gonna have more time and freedom to make the thing that you like ah yeah and, and <laughs> also just on top of it if it's not compromising for that it's just it's the nature of compromise itself but you fucking have no idea how many compromises go into every single second of a recording. Dude, you know how many, how many fucking compromises I've made because of what notes I can't hit? Is it the level of necessity that defines whether or not a compromise is okay? Because I can think of a thing that's necessary, money. So, like, is it, it selling out for money is, is fucking not okay, but quote-unquote selling out, compromising for what notes and instruments you can and cannot use not, is, is okay. No, like see, see, I only I only like music uh, that's performed by people who only have time to practice once every two weeks. And yeah, no, <laughs> it shows when that's the kind of those limitations are clear when you hear yeah. the music. And then, no, don't don't get me wrong. Like I I, I did, like look, DIY is great. It's it's good to do stuff for the sake of it. But also yes. like it's it's also it can't hurt. As, lo as long as you're not, like, changing your sound to try to, like, be, I don't know, whatever it is that these people are afraid of. But like, even yeah, then, that, I, I think like, it's I don't fine. Know, like... Also, just on top of it, like, if, if you change your sound in order to attract major label attention, you're also making a bad financial decision. Yeah. I know a fucking act, a national act, that just went on tour with fucking Panic at the Disco. They played Madison Square Garden, and the five of them in the band share a house. Like, they are it's fucking over. broke. The music they, industry is over. It's yeah, done. Yeah, 
So like, are you Jay Z? You're not going to make any money in the music industry. It's it's really it's true. I'm and not even sure Jay Z is making money in the music industry. He just has his money already. Yeah, from the money he made like 20 years ago, or yeah, whatever, 15 years ago. But like, other than that, there's no fucking money in the industry. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you're like a rapper, but like, even then, I don't think there's I don't that know. much. Yeah, I, don't I think know. that the you know rappers often their music videos they're throwing money around and shit. That's just the music video. I guess that's not real yeah. money. Yeah. They don't have that money. You know, and so much of like, I mean, so much of, of uh, the rap game includes like trying to make yourself appear big and tough. And that often includes posturing with, with certain, you know, with I, claiming that you have a lot of money and like you don't. Nobody does. You know, I mean, I guess like the bigger rappers, they, they have real money, but like. Well, that's the thing. You know. Yeah, there's like there's like 10 musicians who to whom Spotify is actually lucrative because mm-hmm. they get so much like so much um it's brendan urie taylor swift and nobody else and and like drake and like yeah i forgot about drake drake who still has a career somehow yep despite (laughs) fucking you know we all know the whole we all know what he did we don't have to talk about it No, it's fine. They're just friends. He's just friends he with just this little girl. Advice. He just talks about look. He just talks about romance with this little girl, and yeah. it's perfectly innocent. He's only like thirty three no years old, and she's only like sixteen. <laughs> it's, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's normal and it's healthy, <laughs> and there's nothing strange about it at all. I'm gonna fucking puke. <laughs> fucking disgusting. Uh, leave us a rating on iTunes. <laughs> it's, it's got really, spicy towards the end. It really helps my favorite leave, episode yet. It really helps me leave us a rating on iTunes. I've been told that it helps. I have no idea in what capacity it helps. I don't know if there's like an algorithm that like that does a thing. But hey, leave us a rating on iTunes. Cool. Tell your friends about us, but only if they're cool. Yeah, don't tell your lame friends. Don't tell your don't tell any nerds about this podcast. Tell the most popular kid at school about this, this podcast. podcast. Um, actually, no. Get another popular kid to tell the popular kid, because odds are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not popular, and you won't be able to make any, you won't be able to sway the popular kids to listen Uh, to a podcast. Kidnap the most popular kid in your school, tie them to a chair, and force them to listen to this podcast 24 hours a day for four days. While watching The Real Will Wood with Clockwork Orange style speculas in their eyes. Eyes, yeah. And then, (laughs) and then just release them back into the wild. (laughs) And if everything goes according to plan... (laughs) Um, <laughs> we will become very, very wealthy. We will become very wealthy. Just kidding. If there's no money in music, there's probably not no much in podcasting, podcasting either. either. I don't know. If the Patreon ever took off, I feel like there could be. That's the thing, is I think that, unfortunately, the way that you make money just in, like, in, in online media now is just by begging people to give you money every month. Yeah, kind of. It's so fucked up. i start another Indiegogo campaign for just, like, I don't know, general just, shit. Just rent. <laughs> just, like, just gonna just do yeah. an Indiegogo campaign is like, hey, I'm moving. Help. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's gonna that's gonna be... The, the title of the campaign won't be New Will Wood 2020. It'll be like, hey, like, can I? Will, Will Wood continue to live? Just like... <laughs> do you want Will Wood to not have to die? <laughs> I'm gonna need $20,000 again. <laughs> That would be so cool if I could just do that once a year and just have that be what keeps me afloat. Hey, uh, hey guys, I you think I could do that? $20,000 a year? Yeah, $20,000 a year is... Uh, no, it's not enough. But it's like, it's pretty it's, good. I could, I could do it. I could fully do it. I live off rice and beans, baby. Live off rice and beans. In Belvedere. In Belvedere. I guess, yeah, Belvedere, you could do that. There would be... That's the thing about this place is that it would be... It, I. 
It's such a nice house. Yeah. It's so nice. The only thing that's giving me anxiety is the money stuff surrounding it. My well, dream job is winning the lottery. <laughs> Talked about this before. My dream job is music not being shitty anymore. <laughs> That'd be nice, yeah. I have my dream no, job if it didn't that, like, suck. I would also love to do music. I would love to write stuff, but I don't want to have to do it for money. I want to just have. I just want to be able to do it for the joy of it and like share it with people for free. But also basic universal income, baby. Live, live a life. Come on, where is it? That's the one thing I know I like about this coronavirus thing is it's going to kill off all the people who don't support universal health care and then everybody's going to get sick so everybody left is going to want universal <laughs> health care. So that's the thing is that like, uh, you know, uh, I got an email from Uber yeah. saying that if I get coronavirus, they'll uh, give me financial uh, support for up to 14 days. So I've, I've just been sucking on my fingers. I've been licking doornails. I'm, 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 I'm trying to, I got to get me some of that. So I, can get a, I need a vacation, baby. <laughs> Oh, good uh, lord. <laughs> um, anyway, leave us a rating on iTunes. Dance, uh, Subscribe, patreon.com. Life in the World to Come. To come. Uh, Follow come. us on Instagram, Life in the World to Come. At, uh, at Instagram.com.lifeoftheworldtocome.edu. Dot 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 uh, and send us our questions at Life in the World to Come at gmail.com. We set up, we have a phone number now. It's 1 800 Life in the World, life in the world, the world to Come. Dot com. <laughs> dot com. Dot edu. Dot gmail. Dot Instagram. Um, um, find us on Discord, I guess. I'm not. I just find us on Discord. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, there's a link on the Instagram, I guess. Oh, go okay. to our Instagram. Yeah, go on the Instagram. And, and find our it's link. At on Life in the World to Come. The link to the Discord's in the bio. Discord's a fucking mess. It's it's, it's yeah, a hellhole. It sucks. Very, it's very bad. I almost banned a kid the other day. <laughs> he was using problematic language that I didn't approve of. And then I, I, but he was just kidding, and then I felt dumb. So anyway, also, like, don't don't say terrible things. Yeah, don't don't say so. be a nice. Okay, you're go kidding, on our Discord like, and be nice. Yeah, um, there are children in there. Be nice. There's don't children in there, and I hate that there are children in there. But they're there, and there's nothing I can do about Let's it. Let's make so. a separate adults. O- nope, never mind. <laughs> adults only. Life in the world to come. Discord. That's where they ask the raunchy. Questions. <laughs> it's only. <laughs> I don't want to. I will, Chris. <laughs> love your show. How big are your dicks? <laughs> A mile long! <laughs> I'm gonna have four dicks. And be very, very strong. strong. <laughs> oh. Alright, I think that's it. We right. said all the things, I think. Alright. Uh, here comes the theme song. Well, life on the outside ain't what it used to be. That's the wrong song. <laughs>